0: If y'all would take your Bibles tonight. We're going to be in uh, Philippians chapter three, and we're going to look at verses 12 through 14. And um, boy, I know our time is gone, ain't it? Let's go. y'all ready? Philippians chapter number three. We're going to look at verses 12 through 14. We'll move as quickly as we can. But let us get the truth that's here for us tonight. Press toward the mark. Press toward the mark. Here we go. Chapter 3, verse number 12. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. But I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. And you say, that's a mouthful right there, preacher. We'll, we'll unwind it, all right? Verse 13, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us pray, Heavenly Father God. I do thank you for your precious word, God. I thank you for the truth of your word, and God, I pray now, that God uh, that God you open us up, and God that we might examine ourselves, and God we might be able to find ourselves as Paul, and God be able to walk out of here different than we walked in. God help us tonight. I pray in Jesus name, Amen and Amen. I was thinking about uh, this again today. Growing in grace. Growing in grace and thriving with Jesus. How many of you know we can thrive with Jesus? It doesn't matter what we face or what we go through. It's not about our circumstance. It's about our Savior. Amen? It's about the one that we serve. It's about the one who saved us. If you're saved here tonight, then you ought to be able to praise Him for it. If you're saved here tonight, not only praise Him for it, but live for Him, right? And in times of trouble, in times of trial, be able to thrive. Can I tell you tonight, we don't thrive because of who we are. We thrive because of who He is. Amen? How many of you have had to lean on the Lord anytime recently? Amen. If you didn't raise your hand, you're deaf. All right? I'm, not, I'm saying, praise God. We can't make it without Jesus. Amen. We cannot make it without Jesus, folks. I wonder this, I've thought this many times in my life, why in the world do we try to make it without Jesus? I don't know either, but I know this, i got to unbutton this shirt, because this is 16, and I wear a 16 and a half, so y'all got to hang tight. Because if not, I'm just going to blow it out, and that's going to be the ball game, alright? Y'all bear with me, alright? Listen, I'm just being transparent, y'all like transparency, right? Praise God, that's what it is. All right, here we go. Here we go, verse number 12. Let's look at what Paul's trying to say, amen? Because that's what's going to give us some help tonight. How many thankful for Paul's example? Praise God, what an example, amen? How many of you know we can be like Paul? Amen, come on now. Don't, don't say yourself short, all right? God's called you to do a work. You can do it. You can do it. Here we go, verse number 12. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. What is... Paul telling us tonight, now listen, Paul went on a lot of journeys, amen? God put him on a lot of journeys, he got to do a lot of work for the Lord. Thank God he changed him from uh, the persecutor to the persecuted, right? Paul, uh, he, his whole life got changed, right, when the Lord Jesus just shined his light on him and put him on his knees. I've thought many times we can't get too big in ourselves because God knows how to put people on their face, Don't, does he not? Amen, right? We've never arrived. And that's what Paul is getting at here. Even though God has blessed, even though God has taken him. Listen, you know how many times they tried to take his life? Remember, it was Paul that was, hey, stoned, taken in by a mob. I mean, running for your life on many occasions. Yet God preserved him. Yet God preserved him, right? And it would be easy for somebody who has, seen those, who has went through and been carried through all those circumstances. And it would be easy for somebody who has, boy, been there to see churches planted. Hey, that God would inspire you a word to write. Amen? Boy, think about how God used him. Wouldn't it be easy to think you, that you've arrived? That you've made it? But can I tell you what we find here with Paul is him saying that very thing. I have not arrived. I have not arrived. I've still got work to do. I tell you, the biggest cancer of the modern day church is thinking we've arrived. Thinking that we've done anything, folks. I tell you what, yes, it is great to joy in the Lord. It's great to joy in what's taking place here. And I give God glory. And somebody asks me, I tell them, what's going on at Southside? Well, let me just tell you what's going on at Southside. Hey, I proclaim it because I thank God for what He's doing. But we've not arrived. We're not there. You want to know when we'll arrive? We'll arrive when we reach glory. That's when we'll arrive. And until there, we're going to have to keep trucking on. Until there, we're going to have to stay faithful. Until then, guess what? We're going to have to follow by faith. We're going to have to keep going. You know, we see here, we see Paul's examination. We see, number one, Paul's examination. Why do you say Paul's examination? Because Paul is giving us a little insight. And if we'll follow this, it won't just be Paul's examination. It'll be our examination, right? How many of you know sometimes you've got to step back and see where you are? Yes, see where you are. Listen, uh, some are walking in the trial of their life. I don't know what you're facing. Some of you, I mean, you don't know what to do next, but you need guidance. And if we were honest, I mean, if we're all honest, we're all needing direction on what to do next. I mean, come on. Doesn't that apply to everybody in the house? Sure it does. That's what we need. But so many times we've got to step back. You see, Paul had more work to do. And what is he saying? I'm not... Perfect. What does he mean? I'm complete in Jesus Christ, but the mission is not complete. There's still more work to do. What does he say here? We see his examination. His examination. Notice with me in verse 12. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. What does he say? What is my goal? I'm going after Christ. I want to be more Christ-like. Amen? In Paul's day, there were those uh, who were preaching a gospel that once one was saved, they were sinless, they were perfect, because Christ had changed them. Now listen to me. That is a false gospel. You're a sinner. Only one person willing to admit it. You're a sinner. Yes, you are. And if you're saved, you're a sinner saved by grace. What is Paul saying? I'm not perfect. I don't I'm not there yet. I will be there. I will get there, but I'm not there yet. There is work to do. And who does he want more of? Jesus Christ. He wants to be more Christ-like. And I got to tell you, uh, I said that that's the greatest uh, crutch is for the church to think they're alive. They've arrived because, listen, when we think we've arrived, we're not going in our power. We're, try- we're not going in God's power. We're trying to go in our own power. How many people are trying to go in their own power? you been there before? Yeah, I mean, we can lightly admit it, but, I mean, it's real, ain't it? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you with me, that's right, you with me. And, and it falls flat, don't it? sure it does sure it does you see in our power and our strength ain't nothing going to happen you know i would hate to know somebody got saved because they thought i saved them i will never forget somebody somebody said this and i knew what they meant i knew what they meant you was there so don't say anything yeah but i i remember a few weeks ago i was with a family and they watch online they're with us online they live down south but they watch they watch the services and the first thing they said was, yeah, you're the guy I watch on TV. And that's cool. I mean, you know, that's great that they're able to tune in. But her next comment was, well, I'm so glad that you're going to be preaching because if anybody can save them, it'll be you. And I ran. <laughs> I ran. What am I saying? What I told her was, I can't save nobody. And she knew that, but I wanted to make sure we corrected that, right? There's only one who can do the saving, right? There's only one who can do all the work. Uh, we, are, we have to be empty vessels. But we have to realize that when God moves, and He moves in great and miraculous ways, folks, it didn't have anything to do with us other than obedience, okay? The power comes from Christ. The power is in the resurrection, right? And who resurrected? Christ did, right? We've got to keep it all straight. Where does the power come from, Christ? Right. So we have listen. We have to keep moving. What does Paul say? It's easy to think that you've arrived. It's easy to think you've done something. But Christ is the one who's done it all. And so, if we want to see the power of God, we got to get plugged into the power of God. Who's that with? Christ. Christ. You see, none of the thirteen and fourteen makes no sense if you don't understand what he is saying in twelve. All right. So notice here. Who's he trying to apprehend? What does that mean? Take, right? Yes. He wants more of. He wants to take in Christ. More of Christ. Listen, you've got all the Holy Spirit you're going to get when you got saved. But we are to have a desire to want more. How many of you got saved and you understood everything in the Bible? What did Brother Bill say tonight? Huh? He prays for what before he reads the Bible? For wisdom, right? for wisdom none of us have arrived don't know n- nobody can pick up the bible and tell you yeah i know exactly what that means i know exact come on folks we've got to want it we've got to want it and we've got to want more of him nobody has arrived paul takes an honest examination examination And what is he saying in the second half of 12? Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. He's saying, I want to seize the one who seized me. (laughs) Did you get that? I want to seize the one who has already seized me. What does that mean? He belongs to Christ. He's saved, but now it's not just enough that he's saved. He wants more of Jesus Christ. He wants to be surrendered to Christ even more. You see, when we look at the wonderful things that Paul did, why is it? It's because he was sold out to Jesus Christ. We want to see the power of God. We've got to be sold out. We've got to apprehend. We've got to apprehend. How does that happen? Boy, when we got our focus right. Read on. I'm trying to move quickly here. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Here we go. Point number two. Paul's honest recognition. Notice what he says in verse 13. Brother, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Look at what he can do. All right? This is His recognition. Can we all recognize what we need to do? Amen. Here we go. Brethren, I count not myself to to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I mean, uh, think about this. Think about this. How far can you get looking behind you? Matter of fact, you look in the rearview mirror while you're driving down the road, you might get a surprise. Huh? Right? How many times, how many times do we rejoice in the past without looking to the future? Huh? How many people, listen to me tonight, how many people, they live in the past? They live in the yesterday of what God's done in their life. Listen, it's great to have a testimony, but where's your testimony going now? In church, as a, as a people, and this goes into you personally, this goes into your home and your family, and then it relates to the church itself. Where are you going? Are you rejoicing in what God did yesterday and last week and all of that? Or are you looking forward with God? You see, Paul seen great and mighty things, but it wasn't enough for Paul to sit back there in the back. It wasn't a point for him to just sit down and say, God, I've seen you do great things. Now I'm just going to bask in it. You know what? He wouldn't have been able to bask in it. Because he'd have been out of the will of God. And what I'm telling you is, if you're a child of God, if you're going to look back, listen, You're and a lot of people think that they can just take a break and sit idle. You cannot sit idle. If you sit idle, you will go in reverse. Hear me. How many of you took a break from church? Yeah, I love the honesty in here. Praise God. Y'all right here with me? Yes. I went to church in Jacksonville. Listen, y'all y'all know the story. I went to church in Jacksonville when I was running from God. How many of y'all ever ran from God? Oh, you know who you are. You know, right? And I ran from God and I went to church. I even joined the church. I don't know why in the world they let me join the church. Going to let somebody out the will of God join the church. They did, though. Of course, I wasn't honest either, was I? I went to one service. Sunday morning service. You see where Brother Gene's sitting? We're not live tonight, brother, so I can call you out, okay? That's where I would sit, Brother Gene, right where you are. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the problem is I'd come in and sit and be out of the will of God. And I sat there because as soon as service was over, man, I wanted to hit the door. You know, I went to that church for a year and I didn't even realize we had a gymnasium. That's a big thing to miss, ain't it? Out of the will of God. Man, I, I thought I was okay just putting it in park. Hello? Can I tell you, a child of God can't put it in park. A child of God can't take a break. Man, I hear people say, I'm going to take a break from church. What, you going to take a break, you going to take a break from your salvation? Well, I hope you don't die while you're in park. Come on. I mean, really. No, if we're saved, we got to keep trucking. we got to keep moving. God has put us on a mission with our, in ourselves and with our homes, with our families, and with the church, folks. Lastly, let's look at this. I know you got to go. Let's look at the last one. We saw his... We saw his recognition. Verse 14. Now you see his concentration. How many of you know when you do an examination, you can truly recognize what you need to do? Because God will show you if you're saved. And then we see his concentration. It's not enough to see what you need to do and know what you need to do. you got to actually do it. Notice what he says in verse 14. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, if anybody had accomplished anything, it was Paul. If anybody had done anything for God, boy, it was Paul. Well, if anybody after conversion was faithful to God, it was Paul. I mean, he laid down all things. But what does he say right here to the Philippian church? I press toward the mark. You know what it means to press? It's to strive. It's not taking a break. You can't press forward while you're taking a break. You can't press forward while you're parked and stopped. You've got to keep moving. You've got to keep moving. I press toward the mark. I ask you this. Do you know the direction that you're pressing in? That's a question we must ask ourselves. Where are we going? Where are you going? Where's your home going tonight? Are you literally going towards Christ? You see, so many people would get on autopilot and they think they're going towards God, but they ain't gave no attention to God. Can I tell you, to have a relationship, you've got to have communication. That's why you can't take a break. You can't take a break and know what God wants for you. You've got to know the direction and the place that you're going. What is the mark you're headed towards? And we see this. I press towards the mark for the prize. And what is the prize? The prize is the high calling of God. You know what the prize is? The prize is being in the will of God, doing the will of God, receiving the blessings of God. Can I tell you this? Listen, if you don't recognize the calling on your life and then do it, you'll never be blessed. It's amazing how many times people think they can skate by and, and not do what God's will is. Can I tell you that was the most miserable point of my life? Ask Him. There's things I did I am not proud of. Because I tried to do everything I could to kill the calling of God. And you know, he could have pulled it just like that if he'd have wanted to. We got to press toward the mark. And I look now, and I'm just giving personal testimony. I look now. And I thank God for it. I mean, really, I do. I thank God for it. Number one, he didn't give up. He convicted me, sister. Yes. He convicted me to the point I couldn't even drive by any church. I don't care what denomination it was. Because I knew God was calling me. Pressing toward the mark. And I can tell you now, listen, now being where I know God wants me to be, doing what God wants me to do, I can tell you this, I'm happier now than I've ever been. Boy, we were looking at, we was looking at like moving to Charlotte or Tampa with Lowe's, and man, I was looking at a new boat, a new motor, I was going to get another motorcycle, I mean, you know, and we're thinking about all this stuff, right? Because I was ready to go corporate, boy, yes. And I think now, man, how miserable I would be. How miserable I would be if I chose to be out of the will of God. Because now I've got more blessings than I can even count. Man, we've got math with stuff that don't even make sense, but yet God just blows it out. He blows it out. Because that's who He is. When we're at the center of His will, what does He say? Press toward the mark. Do the will of God. Do the will of God. And you know, it's not always easy to do the will of God. Hear me. You think it was hard? Yeah, you think it was easy swallowing your pride and just saying, God, (laughs) you got me. You got me. I'm surrendering all. But it doesn't get any better. Than being at the center of His wheel, we got to press toward the mark. I want to see God continue to bless, and I'm, and I'm not just talking about in the church. Because here's what happens: when as individual people, you're doing and you're doing what God called you to do, God is blessing you individually. But it doesn't stop there. It flows into your home and into your family. And what do I say about this church? This church is made up of people. It's the body of Christ. And when you're right and blessed and your home is right and blessed, then the church is right and blessed. The blessings are a direct correlation of obedience and following the Lord. Let's just make sure we know our mark. He is the prize. Eternity with Him. And we're going to get there. We're going to get there. But we got to press on. We got to press on. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Listen, I, I hope you and pray you are encouraged tonight. And I really pray tonight, if there be anything God's calling you to do, that you just do it. You know, it's not enough that He's got a will for us, but He wants to bless us in it. I mean, it's just amazing that He don't never give up on us. Truth is, tonight, it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. You don't need to look at the past. You need to look at the future. And I wonder, is He your future? We're going to pray and we're going to close tonight heavenly father god i do thank you god for wednesday night god i thank you for the praises that were lifted up tonight god to see your hand working and moving god in, in lives lord and god us to be able to proclaim it god and hear it and share that what an encouragement it is to one another and god i give you praise you're the one doing the work God, for the many prayer requests tonight, I, I thank you that we can share. God, I thank you that people care and love one another. And God, just grab each other up, God, to pray with. God I, God, I thank you there's an altar in this church. God, that we can get on our face and get on our knees before you, God, and just seek your will, Lord. And God, pray one for another. And God, tonight I want to thank you for your precious word. Oh, it's alive and it's real and it's applicable, God, today. God, I pray we don't take it for granted, but God, that we'll follow it. And God, to the one that's maybe discouraged or maybe the one who doesn't quite understand the plan, God, I pray that they will press toward the mark. God, realizing your will, your way, and your blessing, that's the prize. You are the prize, Lord Jesus, and I give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name.